This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Holly Snape here, Roseanne's here as well from Community Waikato and a big welcome to Vicky from the Citizens Advice Bureau in Hamilton. Hello. Great to have you here today. Great to be here. And it's um it's really exciting. We always love talking to the CAB, of course. Today we're going to talk about <laughs> mentoring and, and yep. you have involvement in that, which is going to be marvellous. But we also need to acknowledge... Your fifty year anniversary. I know, I know. It's yeah, it's so yeah, fifty years in Hamilton. I th- I can't remember the exact things, but I think we were sort of the second or third to be established, um, and we were established in Hamilton, and and I think we went up to three, and now we're back down to one. But yeah, fifty years this year. So I mean, that's a really long time to be doing anything. <laughs> I mean, you haven't been there for no. fifty years. Let's yeah, be this, clear. Anyone says happy fiftieth to me in the streets, they're going to get a dirty look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's very fair, but 50 years um, of the CAB providing service in Hamilton City, um, you've been, you've moved around a little bit, you haven't always been in the building you're in now, um, yep, you had a spot yep. in town and the eye centre as well for a period of time. Yep, and then they tried to sell the building a couple of years ago and there's yeah. a couple of protests around that, so now we're in that lovely villa right next to you guys Yeah, on 55 Victoria Street and it's perfect for us. Look, it, it is a really cool spot, but what are your plans for the 50th? So at the moment, what we've decided to do is we're going to have an evening event and we're going to combine it with our public forum. So our public forum is an event that we put on every year where we invite speakers to come and discuss a topic of their choice and it's open to anyone who wants to come along. We'll obviously be inviting all of our stakeholders and all of our partner organisations and other people who might be interested, but we're really hoping to get some of the council members to come along and talk about being women in politics, something along those lines, but it's Mm. still quite up in the air. I think, um, you know, it would be great to also get other people's thoughts about potentially what you could do because, you know, it's actually a great thing to celebrate. And, it is. and while it'd be cool to have, because we've got some fantastic um, women in politics in, in Hamilton City, um, in many ways, it'd also be great just to be celebrating you guys. And I know, oh, no. I yeah. know how you love public speaking. <laughs> I do, I do. Well, we're holding it at the Meteor, and it's going to be an evening event, and we are going to have fun. Yeah. It is also about just celebrating the volunteers. I mean, we run a team of about 62 volunteers, and some of them have been with us for years. And I really, I mean, it might not be shots of the bar till dawn but I do really want them to have a good time and have some fun uh, look I, I'm sure absolutely they will and it's great it's um, just a hop step and a jump away from the CAB where you are generally and, <laughs> and even closer for us at Community Waikato so we'll have good parking and <laughs> which is marvellous um, is it an event though where we might not want to bring the car might there be a cash bar or something operating? Uh, we're discussing that at the moment because we're trying to find a budget for the event, but we're we're hoping to be able to at least give the volunteers a free drink. Yeah. There will definitely be a bar, you know. Oh, well, I'll be there then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm committed to that. Now, it is going to be great, and it's it's not far away. Um, August is going to come around really fast. Yeah, 4th of August at the moment, and we'll, we'll start doing promotion and sending it out once we've got some of the details. Um, sort of uh, held down. So that's a watch the space, Hamilton City Council, Hamilton City Council, <gasps> Hamilton <laughs> Citizens Advice Bureau, oh, yeah. turning 50 years old and a, a really good reason to celebrate. Yeah. But mentoring. 
Mentoring. Yeah, before we get to that, I just, just want to say I think that's a significant milestone, 50 years. Um, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, will you be looking at collating data like on how many people you've um, supported over that time? Is there data that you can find like that? Oh, absolutely. So every time anyone calls us or sends us an email or does a face-to-face, we do an inquiry write-up and we ask demographic questions. And people don't have to answer them, but we ask people sort of uh, their location, their gender, their age, and their nationality or ethnicity and then we can gather that data and say look you know you know um people under the age of 25 are having employment issues you know people between 30 and 40 are struggling with um insurance legislation you know that kind of thing so we'll be able to do some sort of things and um we actually have a lot of our old paperwork with the archivist at the library so we're hoping to go and get some permission to take some of our old magazines out and things like that because over 50 years if you think about it they started off as paper base then went to dial-up, and now we're where we are now. So there's a lot of progress there, a lot of information. Right. Oh, that sounds cool. Cool. And just finally, uh, on the Citizens Advice Bureau, I know it's probably quite topical at the moment around funding streams. Yeah. And with some of the councils obviously looking at potential funding cuts. Um, I saw Rotorua was online the other day on Seven Sharp. Yeah, and, uh, Jane did an amazing interview. She was so great. Yeah, yeah, she was indeed. And uh, so from your perspective, is there um, opportunities for, for people to be able to donate to Citizens Advice Bureau? Uh, we haven't really discussed that aspect yet of the event. We kind of just want it to be a celebration. Mm. We are quietly accepting that maybe some things will change in the future. We hope not. We feel as if we are a integral part of the charity sector and what we do cannot be done by anyone else. But we also want this to just be a party as well. But you never know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, watch the space. But looking forward to the uh, the celebrations coming yeah. up in August. Yeah. Hopefully, we will get an invite. Oh, obviously. I mean, Holly oh. was here. Of course, of course, indeed. <laughs> hey, um, neighbours. Also, we um, we thought we'd take this opportunity to have a little bit of chat around the uh, mentoring program that mm-hmm. Community Waikato coordinates on behalf of the Mentoring Foundation of New Zealand of which you are one of our amazing mentors. Yeah, been yes. dragged into <laughs> to support in this space, as have I myself. And I think, yes, Holly is, and I think nearly all of the team are, um, Karen, Sarah, and Anne, our fellow uh, community advisors, they're also mentors as well, oh, so, cool. which is which is cool. Uh, and obviously it's a, it's a six-month program that uh, helps to strengthen leaders in our community. Um, just keen to get your thoughts um uh, Vicky, on um, what, well, why did you agree? Hopefully, it wasn't because you had your hand tied behind your back. What, why did you agree to become a mentor <laughs> on, on, on the program? Oh, well, I mean, Community Wine kind of does help out CAB a lot. So when Sally called me, there was a certain amount of arm twisting. Um, just a little, though, because to be fair, I do actually really believe in the program myself. I was a mentee the year before, and I went through it myself. And I really do think that, you know, um, I really believe in the phrase, you know, empowered people empower people, you know. And I, I think the mentoring program is exactly that. So for me, it was about giving back. And it was also quite nice to have Sally phone me up and tell me how wonderful I was and how I'd make a fantastic mentor. And I was just the best person she'd ever met. So she really knew how to stroke an (laughs) ego and get me to sign up. So it was some good work on Sally's behalf. Yeah. It was. I think it sort of sounds very similar <laughs> to what she said to me. Yeah. I think it was a similar pitch. Yeah. What about you, Holly? And you're also, I believe, one of the mentors on the program this year. Yeah, I I had managed to um, not be a mentor. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, 
you know, if so-and-so doesn't get back to me, it's like, that's fine. And she said, that'd be amazing because I don't think she will. So let's just say it's you. <laughs> See, Sally's so good. She's yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, this is a really good program, though. This is um, you know, a partnership, obviously, with Mentoring Foundation mm. New Zealand. But, um, you know, they've put a lot of thought and effort into structuring mm. the program to provide resources for both the mentors and the mentees. It creates a great fraternity. It helps build some relationships across um, community organisations. But what I love about it is the leveraging of knowledge that's already present inside our yeah. sector. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really key because we do have some people who are fantastic at what they do. And we all bring something to the table, eh? We can't bring it all, but we bring something. And, and I think that's why we can move between a mentor role and a mentee role. There's something for us to learn and there's mm. something for us to give. Um, so I think it's a great program for that. I agree, I agree. And I think sometimes we forget how much how much knowledge and skill we have in all these sort of organisations, in these smaller roles, bigger roles, volunteer roles. We've got all these people who are able to lead in, in smaller spaces and actually share what they know and learn. I think when we met as mentors, every single mentor said that they were looking forward to learning something about themselves and something from their mentees. So, And it's, it's not set up in a hierarchical kind of way, which I really enjoy. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And um, I know when I um, was a mentor two years ago on the programme, um, I was just, yeah, really amazed how I actually myself did learn so much mm. um, um, about, I suppose, my leadership style um, and also to just, just, yeah, some of the sector knowledge that the mentee um, uh, did have. Uh, so we've got um, 13 mentees on this program and then 13 mentors, so 26 people involved, which is really great. Good numbers. Uh, yeah, it is good numbers, similar, I think, to the last two years. Yeah. So, um, so that's great to see that, you know, we've got over 40, you know, leaders um, sort of going through the program so far and, and how we can strengthen that um yeah, the not-for-profit sector. What's really interesting about this program, and um, you know, this is this doesn't involve you, Vicky. So <laughs> you can just oh, get, get my phone out, right, and just play. <laughs> What's really interesting about this program is that we've tried to align it a little bit with the work that you're doing, the leadership program, in a partnership with Waikato Institute of. Leadership, leadership and sport. I keep wanting to say leisure. Yeah. <laughs> that's old. That's 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 well and truly past. Leadership and sport. So, tell us a little bit about how these parts connect. Yeah, definitely. So, there's a um, level four uh, NZQA program called Lead the Way, uh, and it's an opportunity for uh, leaders or emerging leaders um, to undertake some. Uh, education opportunities and also come out with a qualification at the end. Great thing about this program is it, it's practical based. Um, so as well as coming out with some, you know, some quals at the end of it, um, you actually get an opportunity to undertake four projects um, that will all be in some way related to the organisation that yeah. um, you're employed through. Uh, and so part of the process is to have a leader or a mentor that the uh, participant on the program can um, present back on their findings of each of the projects. So it's it's great that uh, where we had some of the participants on the WILLS program who didn't have a leader, they might, let's say, for example, they were the only staff member yeah. um, and they didn't have a manager as such. Uh, so it was an opportunity for them to then have a mentor assigned to them. Yeah. Uh, and so that they will now work with them um, and, um, you know, they'll present back their um, project findings to them um, throughout the year. So, so it's a so great cool. partnership, eh? It's, it makes a lot of sense, you know, and 
and and more and more of these things are happening and it reminds me a bit actually about what you're doing Vicky and you know partnering with the community houses you know and there's that mentoring of some volunteers to build mm. their skills to provide um, CAB type services yeah, the in CAB community teams. by community mm. yeah, yeah. No, and I agree, and I think we should look for more opportunities like that because it's a great way of sharing resources and skill bases, and it doesn't cost anyone anything. Yeah. And then we get closer connected, and, and you know, uh, strong communities that are connected will, will be much more resilient. And it makes sense. I mean, our outcomes are shit, you know, in terms of yeah. what we want to achieve for That's the communities. True, yeah. There's no point in, in competing over that when we could strengthen what each mm. are doing but you know it's hard when we work in a sector of competitive funding and, yeah. and that's historic um, and, and because of that you can end up with some historic mistrust perhaps yeah <laughs> I agree but you've done really well to build some relationships mm. and, and how's the project going it's going really well and, and just to go back to the previous point about sort of historic competition I think there's also a fear that another agency will come in and they'll fail your clients mm. and I, I understand that yeah. I do understand you know if we go into a community house as CAB and then we're late or we're not you're not yes. there and we're not training properly we're not answering questions we failed their community for them a community mm. that they've taken a long time to build trust with yeah and that's a precious relationship they're allowing us to share but no at the moment it's going really well we're still at Glenview um, Community House Western Community House to Papua Nui Community House we've also just started a new team with the Asian Network Incorporated mm. which is really fantastic because I got an invite to the Korean Food Festival yum if you yum. get an invite to the Korean Food Festival, you go. Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss that one. Um, but yeah, no, that's been going really well. And we've actually been able to fold it into our budget now, which is really fantastic. Oh, yeah, I love that. That is that mm. is brilliant. But it is really good to see that these types of partnerships are happening right across our sector. You know, that the mentoring program is a partnership with Mentoring Foundation New Zealand. Um, the mentoring program at Community Waikato is in partnership with Wills. Um, you know, the CAB who's involved in that mentoring, also yeah. involved in their mentoring, you know, um, across the community houses and those spaces. Wheels with within wheels. Yeah, and it is really nice to see um, more of this happening. Mm. Most definitely, and I'm involved on a board in a different sector, but uh, interestingly we had a online forum the other night and talking about, you know, sort of what's going to be um, a key for sustainability uh, into the future and um, a word that kept coming up time and time again was collaboration Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think you know for all organisations to be able to be sustainable and succeed going forward we have to uh, look um, outwardly as yeah. well as inwardly so mm. collaboration is definitely going to be a key yeah, ad, yeah. Look, exactly. It's that whole stronger together, isn't it? Yeah, totally. So I think this is probably a good time for us just to have a little break and sure. play a little bit of uh, <laughs> music. And um, it's all lined up, Holly, ready to go. Holly has now passed over the the uh, steering <laughs> wheel to me, as such. So hot mic. We, we get this um, uh, on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we're back talking to Vicky uh, from the Citizens Advice Bureau, um, Holly here from Community Waikato, Roseanne here from Community Waikato, and just been talking about the, the power and the beauty of collaboration, which, um, you know, so very important for our sector. Um, and it's really great looking at all the examples that are happening at the moment as well. Hmm. Um, I did want to ask you a little bit, though, just turning away from, from the mentoring for a second, um, I did want to ask about what you guys are kind of seeing at the moment. I know you, you collect amazing data. Um, you, you connect with people right across Hamilton. I know you'll be seeing some themes, some sort of things that are on top for people. 
what what do you see is going on for our communities at the moment? Is cost of living yeah. squeezing people? Definitely. I mean, we're seeing... I mean, I think we normally typically hit the top top four as sort of um, employment, yeah. tenancy, consumer, and relationships. I think that's always, always on the top four, and then they sort of move around. But employment at the moment is an issue. Um, we're getting a lot of people who are being squeezed by the rising costs. Mm. Um, we're also struggling with people who are looking for food. Um, so we do a lot of work with Kaivolution, making sure that people know about that sort of new initiative and what's going on with community houses. We're also getting, um, I know that grandparents raising grandchildren are probably increasing their foot traffic at the moment because mm. whilst that's a, quite a specific organization to do with when uh, grandparents take on the custody of their grandchildren, we've noticed a lot of our uh, older members of the public are um, taking on sort of um, day-to-day care when the parents are working. So people are working weekends, they're working evenings, they're working all the summer holidays, they're working all the breaks because they just need to make some money and grandparents are stepping into that role a bit more. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of pressure though eh, on families. It can be and also parents then end up feeling guilty because they can't spend time with their kids and their kids end up feeling they're being passed off and grandparents aren't doing what they want to do and, and there's a lot of sort of this we're just knuckling down there's a lot of fatigue at the yeah moment. and i suppose the cost of child care or the cost of holiday programs and things mm. like that can be a bit of a out of people's reach if you're already feeling stretch yeah definitely we're also seeing a, an increase in in mental health issues mm. um, people are uh, coming to us because they need a listening ear and that's one of the things we do really well because we don't judge mm. and we're confidential and we're not a government organization people call us just to talk and they and they're expressing they're anxious they're worried about the future then covid lockdowns mm. really messed with a lot of people's idea of what stability looks like yeah um and you know there's also still quite a bit of anger out there that things aren't changing um and, and you know, anxiety and depression so we're seeing an increase in that as well yeah so yeah. it's it, you know it, do you think it's like you say there's an increase do you think it does look different from how it might have looked i don't know three years ago like maybe people are more willing to talk about it now oh that's like, positive know. eh? well i think yeah that's definitely positive and i think it's one of those things where you know people always think that crime is rising but it's our identification of crime that has increased and it's the same with mental health we've always had mental health issues there's mm. always been struggles and yeah there, it's a very positive way to look at it is at least people feel like they're comfortable reaching out yeah and i guess maybe that's how we feel a lot better about our services well, that we trust us it's it's also important that someone to reach out to and, and if mm. we just become a little political for a minute you know some of the CABs are actually being um, a little threatened at the moment around yeah, the country we mentioned it a little bit earlier yeah. we touched on it a little I, it, it, it makes me very nervous when people decide that we're no longer required and they're coming from a lens that maybe they've never used us and I um, don't even mm. know if they think you're not required or if they just don't think someone else should fund it I don't want to fund it, you know, like... Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, if we were actually to discuss our budgets, uh, the services we produce, the number of people we see and the teams that we run, we are incredible value for money. And I'm getting really tired of the rhetoric that somewhere, somehow, CABs can save more money. And honestly, I invite anyone to come down and look through my budget because... Look, yeah. do you think um, the the name Citizens Advice Bureau, you know, it's sort of got a yeah. bit of an older connotation about it, where maybe, do you think some people think it's just for older citizens? Sometimes. I definitely think that we could look at modernising our name. The problem is, is that historically we came from the UK. 
Yeah. Which is another issue because we're an organization that was never set up for New Zealand for New Zealand's sake. We've got roots somewhere else and it was set up because of the war. People weren't able to find their families. So it became a citizens advice bureau so people could reconnect. So it's mm. really interesting. But I agree and it gives us an old connotation. Well, but not, not only that, so. you deal with more than just citizens. Yeah, we deal with everyone. And But the other thing is I think we were referred to as an older person service mm. the other day and I pointed out that actually the people that are most popular age group is 30 to 35. Mm. Now these are people who should be digitally included, Mm. who should be working, who should be quite capable of not using a help and information line. So why are they coming to us? Why are they seeking us? And we're obviously still trusted to a degree and we're obviously still needed um, and unfortunately, we had an article in the media not that long ago by Verity Johnson that referred to us as angels in comfy cardigans. Yeah. And whilst she yeah. was being incredibly supportive of the CAB, that is once again an image that is not a reflection of the service we provide or the skills that we have. It's also a, a little condescending to yeah. older women who like comfy cardigans. Yeah. You know? like I like a pe- comfy young, cardigan. Young people yeah. Like comfy cardigans too, don't they? Yeah, most definitely. Um, so to me, it's like, you know, telling your story and you know getting all that information out mm. there and I know that you, you do an amazing job on that is there a way that other organizations can help to tell your story so that it can get out there to the government agencies or funders whoever it is to to show that you aren't just all about people in comfy cardigans and working with older yeah. citizens and in many ways the work you you know that the innovation that you've brought to to the Hamilton Centre actually is starting to do that as well, isn't it? Is, it? You yeah. know, and, and these partnerships, mm. you know. So, for example, the Asian uh, ne- uh, the Asian Network Incorporated approached us mm. after hearing Great. about something. So, our name is definitely getting out there, and we are doing we are doing a lot of work in the community. It comes to our stakeholders and our members. I mean, I guess acknowledge when you use us. Yeah, you know, because again, we are in a competitive sector sometimes, and I think people struggle with sharing credit. But if you are using CAB, if you are sending people our way, then acknowledge that to other people. But we also do the same thing. You mm. know, in all of our funding applications and all of our, in our, our promotional material, we talk about the community houses we work with. We yeah. talk about um, Sharma and Age Concern and everyone that we yeah. work with. Young so workers. Young, you know, you've, oh, young workers, <laughs> you've yeah. Got, you've got some <laughs> very strong relationships yeah. here. And, you know, they really are important to being able to deliver service right across the sector. You know, we mm. can't be everything to everything. Everybody? No, and I, what we described it as, if, if everyone is on a wheel, so if all the stakeholders, all the organisations in the charity sectors are spokes on the sides of a wheel, we're the middle bit um, and we're the ones who connect people. And we do the we do more than that. We do So if you phone us up and we tell you about your legal rights and the information behind it, we then take that step to connect you with someone who can walk the journey with you mm. if that's what you need. And I think it's just trying to explain to people why we're so good at it mm. and that you can... Fo- and we've had this before where we've had someone who's actually done all of it. He called me, which was unfortunate for him because I'm not a trained interviewer, but I got him. And he had done all of his research. So we went on the CAB website together and he's like, okay, so this is where I got this from and this is what I'm going to do next. And I'm reading along with him and I'm agreeing with him. I'm like, yes, that's perfect. What did you need from me? And he's like, I just wanted to hear you say you agreed with me. And I was like, great, off you go. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how it worked out so I can update. And he was great. Sometimes it's little things. He just, he just wanted a voice saying, you're you're in the right. Yeah. yeah. Stop questioning yourself. Yeah. yeah. And just someone maybe to help validate the yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we're actually running out of time now. <laughs> um, so I, Always the way with me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I, 
I did just um, yeah want to say if, if, if people do need something, reach out to the CAB. They do do amazing work. Make sure that you um, let others know of the amazing work that's happening too. If you're interested in mentoring, get in touch with us as well at um, Community Wakato at some point. Um, yeah, so. And our number for CAB, because I never remember it, yeah. is 07839-0395. And your website address, if people want to go on and have a look online? CAB.org.nz. Thank you yeah, very much. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's um, us for another week. You've been listening to Connect with Community Wakato, Free FM 89.0.
Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.